0: Turn your radio on, turn your
1: radio on And listen to the music in the air Yes, let's see, I think I'll turn over to the loudspeaker
0: River Radio turn it Hello?
1: This is only a test This radio station will remain on the air, day and night Across the Thames Valley Turn on the radio and let's have some music Turn it on the way up River, River. Up, up. Ah! Turn it on the
2: way up Radio up Spread the word.
3: Good evening, everybody. You're listening to River Radio, and this is Inside the Music Scene with me, Tara Dean. Now, Inside the Music Scene is your show all about your local music scene and beyond. I interview people all from the local music scene, as well as the wider music industry, and... Do I have a show for you today? I'm very excited for this one. So I have a very special guest that is on the line with me, but I'm going to introduce him in just a moment after I tell you what is coming up on today's show, as well as a fantastic special guest. I am going to be playing some songs from the local music scene that have been sent in to Tara at RiverDotRadio via email, and all of them are absolutely fantastic, and I've had a pleasure to work with a lot of them as well at my event. So... Definitely, definitely make sure you stay tuned. As well as all of this, we're going to be playing our popular game, Reverse, Reverse. Now, I have posted this track over on my Instagram page, so make sure you go and check it out via the story. So, if you don't know what an Instagram story is, don't worry, it's literally just click on the profile picture within the Instagram page itself and it'll come up. And you can go and click on it and you can actually type what you think it is. So, I'm going to be keeping an eye on that. So make sure you head over to Taradine Music on Instagram and also at River Radio Live as well. So I think it is about time to bring in my special guest for today. I have got Alan McKenzie from D-Ream. So hi, Alan. Are you there?
2: I am indeed. Hello.
3: That's absolutely, absolutely my pleasure. Um, I know that you're tuning in from quite far away today.
2: Yeah, I'm on. I am on holiday actually in, in Ibiza at the moment.
3: You're on a holiday? I thought you were performing a glamorous rock and roll lifestyle in Ibiza. And,
2: well, no, not not quite. But yeah, it's been quite glamorous over here. It's been very nice the weather, has to be said.
3: I'm very jealous that you've been able to get away in this in this climate. I'm actually, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm getting very jealous over here. Stuck, stuck in a studio that is freezing, and it's definitely pouring it down with rain outside.
2: Well, it's it's, it's actually. Pretty cold here at the moment while we're recording this, I have to say it's it's, it's a bit <laughs> bit later at night and it is I've got my jacket on, so anyway.
3: Makes me feel a little bit better the end of yes. there. So, um you're from the band Dream, um and yeah. you've had UK number one hit single with Things Can Only Get Better. It was mm-hmm. actually released in the year I was born. Um, but it is a timeless track and no matter what age you are, you know this. Have you have you found that this track has kind of, obviously it's followed you throughout your career, but does it kind mm. of wow you and people, they weren't even born when your song was released and they know all the words?
2: Uh, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's quite a strange one. It's I suppose it's, it's such a big hit that um, pff, it's one of those things, isn't it? Everyone seems to know it, so you know, I'm... Mm. I'm I'm quite pleased about it, obviously.
3: Yeah, definitely. I know that you're going to be asked a lot about that single, so I'm not actually going to ask you about that too much. Um, I'm going to keep away from that because I don't want—I want to be different from all the interviewers that you've had Excellent. before. Um, because you have been releasing music recently, you've got a brand new album out, so I'm going to be mm-hmm. um, asking you all about that. But I'm going to wait, wait a little bit, because I think what we need to ask you first is kind of how did you start off within the music industry? Let's go right back to the beginning, where. Where did you kind of first find your love for music and know that's what you wanted to do as a passion and as, <laughs> as a career?
2: Well, I don't think I ever wanted to do it as a career. That's the, that's the thing. <laughs> I mean, I've always liked music. Well, my father was used to buy records in the 70s and mm-hmm. stuff and always began. So we always had a thing for music. And then uh, when I moved down south from Scotland, I... We used to buy Rex, and I started doing hospital radio with a friend, six sixth form. Okay. He, um, he, he just said, do you want to come along? So I did, and then we just, I sort of pelt with that, and then we were doing sort of mobile disco-type things. Mm-hmm. So we got all the gear, you know, the usual sort of all-in-one console, did all these, like, 18th birthday parties, stuff like that. And it was just, this would be around about 86, 87, 86, 87 when Acid House is all sort of kicking off and we were, so we were doing these parties but I was really into all this like sort of new, weird sort of music. Mm -hmm. So I started to, yeah, we started just playing more of that and then it just sort of grew from there and then ended up buying a big sound system and stuff like that and just, yeah, and just, so it was DJing for me basically. That's Mm -hmm. all I did, DJing, did parties and I started running my own nights in London and then, and then I met Peter. He came down to one of the clubs I did And, um, and he was a musician from Ireland, and he was working on some new dance music. He'd been more of a guitar person,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and then um, he wanted some help. So I, he said, Do you want to come round? So I did. I had no real ambition ever. My brother always sort of more musical, for want of a better phrase. He, he was always sort of trying to do things. But yes, yeah, so I just went around and Peterson, and, and it sort of went from there. And from that, obviously, I had to learn how to do a few things because I was completely naive then. At school, we used to. I was at Catholic school. We used to have quite good uh, um, education and, and quite good facilities there. So I did learn. We had a good music department there, So we all learned how to play some chords and guitar and stuff like that. Yeah. But by by the time I'd started working with Peter, I'd completely forgotten everything I'd learned. So, <laughs> oh, no. Here's to start again.
3: <laughs> had to relearn everything. So, what did you have to relearn yeah. then? Did you have to relearn guitar? Well,
2: well, no, I don't. I, Peter does all that. I just, I basically had to start teaching myself piano and stuff like that, or keyboards, basic stuff, I'm, and and learn new stuff like percussion and things like that, just bits and pieces, just just, just to get by. I mean, generally, we have, uh, you know, for the main parts, we've, when we go going live, a proper musicians doing stuff, for Pete's obviously a proper musician. I'm not, you know, I'm, I can do bits and bobs, but I'd rather get someone who could do everything rather than me just sort of. Banging a few keys out, I make my own record as well, and it's amazing. I can make it sound like I'm one of the top musicians in the world, but you know, a lot of a lot of it's compute. A lot of it's uh, using my computer and spending a lot of time to make sure I get the sounds where I want them rather than playing them all in one go. So
3: Well that's a fantastic skill to have, isn't it, as well? And to be fair, mm. since lockdown and people aren't performing live, also it's been it's been great to kind of hear such highly produced tracks as well that makes you feel like you're at a live gig or a live DJ mm. night as well. So I think a lot of people have started to try and develop those skills themselves as well because also if you can do it yourself, it saves a lot of money in the in the music oh, business well. as well.
2: Absolutely. This is it I mean Pete and I have done this album we did during lockdown. We've we've done everything, produced, well, played. We did send some stuff off to a few um, musician partners, mm-hmm. like percussion player in france and they just played this stuff and then we sent them tracks and they played it came back to us and we finished it we we've you know we've made our own videos everything now because it's just it's just so much cheaper
3: yeah i've seen I, I was sent over one of your videos and i really really liked it it was so 90s vibe still um yeah, and, and I, that. yeah i really really enjoyed it and um yeah i think it's really cool when you can produce everything yourself as well i think yep. they just always has that little authentic un- undertone and it's something yeah, to really be and it's admired. Also a lot cheaper. It is a lot cheaper as well. Yeah. And uh, I, I think a lot of people are opting to do that though, aren't they? To start kind of being DIY musicians as well. No I matter if they, yeah, completely. And even like the biggest stars in America and stuff are only spending about 300 pounds on their, um, on their music videos now. Cause iPhones are so good. <laughs>
2: Well, that's it. we be filmed all the stuff on iPhone How's for the team? videos. I mean, we've got the we've got the proper software, which pretty much is industry, industry standard, which mm-hmm. isn't that expensive. But it's just getting to know how to use it. But yeah, I mean, the new iPhone, the iPhone I think from the 12s, I think on 30s I can't remember. But they, I mean, people are making films on, on them anyway. So we, you know, the, the quality there with the picture. So you may as well, you know. What's the point of getting all the, you know, sort of cameras when you've got an iPhone that you can do it with? And we were restricted anyway. We had to get videos done because mm. it ended with to get something out there. And there was a lockdown going on, et cetera. So, we, you know, we, it was just like, what can we do? So we just made the most <laughs> of it. And it's come out. It's they've come out quite well.
3: Yeah, I, I can vouch for that. Uh, they've, they've come out absolutely fantastically. Is there anywhere that the public can watch those videos?
2: They're on. Uh, we have a YouTube channel.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, I think it's Dream Music. I think, but they're there. There's just I think the three we've done for the album are all there, and there's a few other but one from the last album things. But that, that are ours. We've obviously got all the other stuffs on the original because we the first two albums we we were signed to Warner Brothers. and that that all went up for auction, and now we sort of corn that with another label. So mm-hmm. they they have them on a separate channel. So the new stuff is all on. The new Dream Music Channel, I believe.
3: I see, I see. Okay, so if people go over to your social media, they'll be able to find oh, yeah. all, of all the things. It's all there, yeah. Fantastic. Well, I'll make sure I'm sure that everybody knows your social media already, but I will make sure (laughs) to tag you in all the social media um, while promoting this show as well. So that anyone who hasn't quite found your social media yet can head over there and make sure you watch all the videos, because honestly, the video I saw, I generally thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed. And also the song that went along along with it. I am going to be. Yeah, you know, it was absolutely fantastic. I'm going to be playing that song. I'm going to make everybody wait, Alan. I'm going to make everyone wait till nearer the end of the show to hear your new music, if that's okay with you.
2: That's fine, of course.
3: But how do you feel about hearing some unsigned music from our local um, Thames Valley?
2: Absolutely. Yeah, bring, bring it on
3: so um first of all I've got Papa Truck okay and they're completely different to the music you release um with D-Room and um I actually cut their song off on the last week's show so I felt really bad so I thought I'd play a full track today um they they mix bluegrass and loads of different genres together and they're fantastic live um there's loads of them on stage I've worked with them at loads of events before and they're just very 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 lovely people as well um so after pub truck we're gonna be playing reverse reverse and alan you've not heard this track yet have you No, no. So you're going to be put on the spot to see if you can guess which track I've reversed. Um, And do you know what? It is a track that I've used before, but nobody got it right. So I'm reusing it because (laughs) no one got it correct. So I thought, why not use the same one again? So I'll be back with you in a minute, Alan. And this is The Word is Love by Papa Chuck after this.
2: Across the Thames Valley
0: One more time Across the Thames Valley This This
2: Is River Radio
0: Well, now for some pop music Try this Love, love The word is love
1: The word is love Love The word is love Tell you about a word for the wonders that I see Day to day revelation of positivity From moment to moment I see it all around Even in my darkest days it surely can be found The word is love songs that were sung, and today there's no difference, I see it in front of me, the joining of two hearts in blissful harmony, the word is love, love, the word is love, the word is love, love, the word is love. Shine the word
3: You're listening to River Radio, and this is Inside the Music Scene with me, Tara Dean. And you just heard The Word Is Love by Papa Truck, who is a local artist. So, thank you very much for sending in your music and always letting me play your tracks. Also, Papa Truck, they gave me some CDs last time I saw them, and I am a sucker for a CD. Um, they've actually got four albums, and all their CDs are absolutely incredible. There's just something about having a physical CD I, you just don't get from MP3s anymore. I'm going to be discussing that with Alan in just a moment. But let's get Alan back. Alan, you are still there?
2: I am indeed, yes.
3: Perfect. Did you enjoy that Pupper Chuck track?
2: That's was very nice, yeah, Jim. Uh, it reminded me of... Um, oh, God, what a female brother where art. The, um, I can't remember what they called it. I do... The, um, but the Constant Sorrow song. I can't remember what it's called. Enemy.
3: I digress it's, it's a fantastic track and all of their tracks are completely different as well um and yeah I really like and they sound just even better live than they do recorded um you can't quite capture pu truck on a on a recording um I mean they sound fantastic recorded but when you see them live especially when the fiddle comes in and the banjo and they kind of take their turn to be in the spotlight they're a fantastic band to see live and really really proud to say that they're in our local music scene as well so so we're gonna play the game called Reverse Reverse and this is something that people wait for every week Alan and um, Mm -hmm. I'm gonna play it for you for the first time so this is where people have to guess what track I've reversed so to the listeners at home and Alan as, all, as well. If you want to try and guess this, please do. Listeners, if you want to get in touch, you can get in touch over on social media at River Radio Live. You can also send me an email at studio at river.radio as well, or just send me a message on my Instagram at Tara Dean Music. So here is your reverse reverse track for today.
0: Hey,
3: okay so it is, it is quite an easy one and i was actually quite shocked that hardly anybody if anybody got it the last time i
0: is
3: it easy? do you think it's easy
2: <laughs> no i have no idea it's super grass or something
3: oh okay cool right so and also you are hearing it through a phone as well so maybe the um oh, quality is no. not as good oh no
2: the, the quality is fine okay it's fine. Knowledge <laughs> is rubbish
3: so what I'm going to be doing throughout the show is I'm going to be giving some clues to yourself and the listeners as well. But I'm not going to give a clue right now because then that'll be too easy. So I'm going to spread it out throughout the show, if that's all right with you. So mm-hmm. let's go on to a little bit more of the interview. So um, Steve, who arranged this um, interview, sent through a bio for d <laughs> Um, which you are obviously part of. And my favourite part, which I would love you to explain, is right. Alan turned up at Pete's place in West London with a packet of Jammy Dodgers, listened to what he had, and musical history started to write itself. I think that is the best line in a bio ever, just for the Jammy Dodgers. <laughs> <laughs> what was so memorable about that Jammy Dodger moment?
2: <laughs> well, I mean. <laughs> Um, I mean it was just one of those things that Peter, as I think I said before Peter just invited me right to the studio so I just thought sort okay of I probably had a few beers on me as well to be fair <laughs> in, all, in all honesty and um, yeah it was just you know I'd never done it before so it was a bit of a, it was just a real eye opener for me and he was working on a track called You're the Best Thing" at the Time mm-hmm. and I and it was just, I, I just sort of gave some of my sort of musical knowledge from dance, from dance music really about just how to sort of structure things and Put some um, sort of um, sort of made it a bit more um, club friendly, uh, just with the sounds. And it was just yeah. And from then on, I think because Pete was really impressed, it was something he it, he couldn't have got his head around because he was so much in his indie sort of thing. As much as he was going out, mm-hmm. he wasn't used to doing electronic music or what it was about, or what you know why you did beats for the DJs or for people dancing stuff like that as opposed to he was always just used to just making the tunes for himself sort of thing. So Yeah. Yeah. And then, and it just like so it oh, you're the best thing. It obviously did quite well. It seemed like quite easy at the time.
3: Yeah, we're going to be playing quite that easy. (laughs) Yeah, no, we're going to be playing that in just a bit. Um, And obviously, everyone knows things will and get better. But I do like to play the tracks that aren't always kind of the most well-known of people's music as well. And all your music are absolutely fantastic, and I am a fan Mm. of your music yourself. So it's really interesting to hear the start of your musical journey and Mm. um, meeting Pete and how it kind of started. So we've heard all about. How you started music. We've heard about how you met. You've literally answered nearly all of my questions um, already. So this is going really, really well. Um, so, do you work quite well with Pete, do you think?
2: Yes, we. Um, we when I started, as I say, I wasn't really so, so knowledgeable in music. Um, it was quite. It worked, but it was quite one sided, you know, really, because Pete was a musician. So, mm-hmm. I think after time, we hadn't done something for a while and I stopped after the first album I went and just on my own path because I wanted to go and I didn't really want to be doing all the pop star stuff so I went mm-hmm. off and learned a bit and when we got back together about 20 years later or 20, whenever it was we um, um, I'd, I'd learned more so now I think we work better because Pete can leave me in the studio on my own and I'll just I can just do stuff you know and she'll you know, come back in the morning He you trust me that it'll sound how you know mm-hmm. well it'll sound good to put it that way and, and mm-hmm. you know we write together we you know he trusts my opinion even with his voice if I don't like how he's singing something he'll and I'll tell him mm-hmm. and he trusts me that I should be right because and uh yeah so it's a, it's a good partnership
3: that's really nice and also because you've been working together for so long how many years have you been working together now
2: well, it's because we had a little break, but we've been doing the last, when we got back together about 2009, so that's another 11 on top of the first, so we've done about 15 years together.
3: Wow, mm. that, that's that, that's incredible, and and to still be kind of friends and working really well together, that's kind of nearly unheard of in the music, music industry, somebody normally, um, you know, bands break up along the way and everything, so well, it's really did, nice to really. hear...
2: We did we did you know, from nine, ninety five you know, mm-hmm. I, I went off and didn't see him for a few years, but oh, we just went you know, and then we bumped into each other by mistake, well, just by chance in 2009 I hadn't seen him, and we just thought, oh, let's let's just do it. it was like we'd like had, you know it was like sort of just split up a couple of days before, really, so we just got back on it, so oh, yeah, that's really same.
3: nice. And then history mm-hmm. started once again.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, I thought it would be quite successful as we were at the end, but well, you never know
3: no exactly and something i wanted to talk to you about which is really important nowadays and i'm a musician myself so it's there's a lot of decisions Mm. how you distribute your music how you market Mm. yourself you know because um there's either what you can get 360 deals you can get all these different deals can't you Mm -hmm. um but kind of obviously you released music um throughout the 90s didn't you Mm -hmm. um and you're releasing music now what, what are you finding are the biggest differences? Because obviously, you've now got streaming, yeah. um, but how are you finding stream. it? You, you don't, do you? Everything's on balance. No, account.
2: we don't. We, well, we, um, yeah, because we're doing this ourselves. We, as we, we're looking at, I mean, there was a potential sort of deal with someone, and it, just, it, it was just such hard work because mm. we just thought, this, this is pointless, so we may as well do it ourselves. <clears throat> and then, um, so it has been hard work, but we just, with regards to streaming, we, we don't do it because I just don't see what the point is, is I'll be perfectly honest it yeah. just seems to me like you get put your money up there and people listen to it for next to nothing I mean there is money made on it but it's just it's a pittance I, I run my own labels with dance music and I got some streaming um, um, checks in and it was just it was so pitiful I just thought I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not doing this not with the band if people, I just think if people like it enough, they value it enough, they can download it. I mean, a download's what one pound, one pound fifty for per yeah. track. It's not a lot. It's it's a cup of coffee. <laughs> so that's and that's kind of the way I look at it. If you if you, if you don't value the music that much, then why should I put it up there for you to listen to it for free? And that's kind of my um, thinking on it. it. It might come and um um come. And, I'm trying to think of a word. It's, it's polite. <laughs> it, it may come to, but to come and bite me. Let's say. And oh, yeah and later you know, i don't I don't know I just we we thought we could go with this, we're just we're trying to build a thing on a website at the moment, mm-hmm. which will be uh, a platform there for streaming. you can stream on new music for us uh, pittance a month something, I don't know yet, maybe three quid a month, something mm-hmm. something like that. We're all on new stuff with demos, stuff like that will all be on there, I mean people have access to it if they want it, mm-hmm. and that will be the way you can stream it if you want. so we're gonna try and do this and see and see if it works and I do think if it does work, then it should be a platform for other bands. Yeah, to go definitely. and do this because you don't need Spotify. You don't need no Apple Music. You know, all they do is take money off you and don't pay the, the artists. Mm-hmm. So.
3: Definitely. It is it's one of those fine lines of, if you're a new artist, you need to have your stuff yeah. out there so that you can be discovered yeah. and share it. But then at the same time, it makes you, you kind of want people to, I mean, it takes a lot of money and effort to do music, doesn't it? And to produce yes. something that only lasts three and a half minutes. mmm and people know it's worth something. So as you say, why not even just charge a pound per download, well, you know? Well, and it just it. makes it it's worth a, something.
2: Well we've also because we've we've got vinyl and CDs within the album as well. Yeah, you've and got like some packages, seven inches of one of things. Yeah, and we've done all these and they, they've all been paid for. That's people forget. I think some people kind of forget that that yeah, <laughs> we're making music and we neither Peter and I I mean I did have a job in a in past life and stuff, but this is this is our living now, and we've not mm-hmm. been able to go out on tour because of the lockdowns and stuff. And we've we I've, I've got a house full of records and stuff because we're doing it ourselves, so we're yeah. all paid for. So it's, that's the thing. So when people want to just. Sort of download your thing for nothing. You think, well, hold on, we've paid for all this. Mm. And I, we're not all millionaires sitting with them, um, you know, gold Rolls Royces driving around. No, that's just no, that's no, yeah, that's that long gone. I've got a couple of ex partners that took care of that nonsense. Oh,
3: no. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a whole different show we could go on. With that. <laughs> oh, crikey. So do you listen to record, like vinyl records yourself? Or I buy, do you listen I'm, to a, CDs? I'm an
2: absolute vinyl junkie. Yeah. Total, I buy, I'm a DJ still. I, I still, I buy so much vinyl. My you so DJ, DJ with records? Just, I do, but I do with with everything, but less and less records now. I just like buying vinyl. I just love it. I <laughs> buy so much stuff. I'm, I'm a proper collector. Yeah.
3: So do you um, buy kind of dance, kind of d kind of music? Everything. or? Like Elvis everything, kind of um, stuff.
2: <laughs> well, everything I do actually have like I've got I've got like box sets of the Beatles, Elvis. I've got primal, oh, wow. primal screen box sets. We've got cool. a Prince's My Hero. I've got all these picture discs, everything. I'm I buy mm-hmm. all the time. I'm just i yeah, I'm a complete junkie. It's my one of my vices. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it is one of mine as well I went to my local music store in Windsor the other day and they've got 80s um, singles it's five for a pound for just Oof. like the normal little 45s and I found mm. Rick Hassley in there you know found all um, Alice Alison Moyet um, and found some great ones in there no no yeah. Dream or anything like that unfortunately no, but, um, but a, bit
2: before you a bit before when you were born as well
3: yeah I was brought up very very well I'm very stuck in the 80s I'm obsessed with Rick Mm. Astley and Tony Hadley for some unknown reason. Um, But it's great music and I don't connect with the music that's released in the charts today, Top 40. I connect with um, 80s music, things that are kind of based on happy kind of um, upbeat music and like your brand new music actually, which we're going to be coming on Mm. to a little bit later on in the show. Um, uh, So let's play one of your tracks. So, did you want to tell me a little bit about your The Best Thing? I know that I gave you a choice of what songs you'd like me to play. Yes. Um, and c- can you tell me a little bit of a story that the listeners might not have heard before about this track? <laughs>
2: um, uh, I could, but it's not for public consumption. What is that? What is it actually about? Oh, no. <laughs> everyone thinks. Peter wrote This Not Me that's not me, and it was a time. Let's put it say in the early nineties. A lot of hedonism going on. It's when you know everything's about clubbing and that. And um, I think the song is based firmly in that hedonism. So yes, mm. uh, I think well, it's best left that because I think it's, it's Pete's song. But it's you no, know, I love the, I love the song. It's the first thing we ever did. So it's first thing, first first record I ever made. So no, oh, was it? I didn't first, realize this first, was the first, first one. Head. Mm.
3: That's yeah, fantastic. So it's a, yeah,
2: it's not bad for a first attempt.
3: No, no, it's not bad at all, really. <laughs> it mm. is mm. fantastic. So this is You Are The Best Thing on River Radio by Dereem after this.
2: Across the Thames Valley. One more time. Across the Thames Valley. This, this is River Radio.
0: Woo! Well, now for some pop music. You're the best thing. You're the best thing. I'm <laughs>
3: You are listening to River Radio and this is Inside the Music Scene with me, Tara Dean. And you just heard You Are the Best Thing by D. And I have got Alan McKenzie on the line with me before I bring him back on. Let's play your reverse reverse track for another time. you got two more times until um, the end of the show to hear this. But also, if you want to hear it more times between me playing this, although you should be listening... To the interview, (laughs) you can go over to my Instagram and also over on at River Radio Live Instagram. I have popped it in the story. So you can listen to it as many times as you want throughout the show. Make sure you get in touch and it has stumped Alan. I'm not gonna lie, and I think it has stumped a lot of you because nobody's got it right yet. So let's play it one more time. So, what do you think it is? If you think, you know, as I say, please do get in touch. You can also email me at studio@radio. At I always love hearing from you. Even if you just let me know, I cannot think of it. I think it sounds like X you know, just get in touch. Um, It'd be lovely to hear from you. And also, if you have any requests for the show or if you have any music that you make, perform or anything you produce, please do send me a link in at tara.river.radio. But I think it's about time that we bring Alan back. Hi, Alan. You still with me there?
2: I'm here. Hello.
3: Perfect. Hello. I'm always scared that we're going to lose connection as you're so (laughs) far away. So... You're, you're the best thing. I mean, I I did bring somebody along to the studio with me and I've made them sit outside the studio because they're very distracting. And when You Are The Best Thing was on, they were dancing up and down the studio because <laughs> they remember it. She's now looking at me saying, I can't believe you're saying this on the radio. <clears throat> um, but it just made me think, like, do you ever get bored or do you ever get tired of seeing people or ever, ever get used to hearing and seeing people sing your own songs back to you?
2: Um, well, we used to it because we we did the live gigs, and you know we did a few recently, and it's it's still quite weird watching everyone singing singing the lyrics to. I mean, generally it's those two songs, obviously, but you know mm. we have to have a few fans that we even know some of the new ones, so it's always quite weird. People have listened and and us, yeah, and funny enough for them, things make better. I'm a football fan, and, um, <laughs> yeah, and I, I and I'm I living in England now, and um, and a full team called West Brom, but it, we, when in the Premier League in the Sunderland were mm-hmm. having problems problem going down and they, were, they adopted things a bit better as um, their, one of their songs And so I was going to football in West Bromwich and I was uh, get off training and all these boys were singing, all these football fans were singing my song. It felt really <laughs> quite surreal. And ended up in, they ended up getting me up there and doing the half-time draw. And it, no <laughs> it's, way. It's ground. Yeah, and they were all singing it as a came out. It's very, very strange, but it was quite good fun.
3: That's really cool. That is so cool. So, uh, did you get to go and meet any of the players or anything?
2: No, no, no. We just, we just went there. Uh... Um, just watched the game watched West Brom get beat oh. and uh so suited the fans and then just did the, the half-time job for them and then uh, yeah you know got fed and went home
3: <laughs> that's fantastic oh, I'd always go somewhere for the food to be fair <laughs> that's that's really cool um, so oh, what was I going to say oh yeah because you said that you obviously you haven't toured for a while you haven't done any live gigs because of obviously what I'm calling the yeah. Panny D um, which has been going on so um have you got any plans to do any tours or any live dates soon? Yes. Have you got anything in the diary? Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah.
2: We, I mean, we did a couple of sort of PA-type things, just putting our feet back, feet back in the water. Like, recently, next year, we've been looked at. We're taking, I mean, we're taking bookings now, and mm. they're coming in, but our manager are trying to get a proper tour sorted out so we can, mm. um, you know, get it with the full band and travel, because Pete lives in Ireland now, back in Ireland. Our band's all over. It's all over the place. Some in Brighton, some in London, mm-hmm. and in Staffordshire. So we're all over so We need to get go out and you know, you need to get everyone in one place, rehearse everything, and get out yeah. and just do it. So, and it, it, you know, it needs to be done. Especially when you're trying to promote new music as well, you, you have to be out there and um, playing it to people. So
3: definitely, it
2: has to be done. So we're hoping from March. It's probably that we should be starting to do stuff.
3: Yeah, that sounds that, that sounds really exciting because hopefully that's when everything's calmed down a little bit as well <laughs> and more people yeah. will be out and about. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Let's hope so.
3: <laughs> so you say that um, you've got a band, um, so obviously you perform, it's not just um, you and Pete on stage. So what does your no, band it, consist it, it, of? Because obviously yeah. most people only know you two.
2: Yeah, when there's, there's two things. Sometimes, if we just do a PA thing, it's just we've got a girl called TJ who's a back singer, myself and mm-hmm. Peter, occasionally a, a percussion player, what we used to do. But now we we have a drummer, Mark, we have a bass player, a guitar player. We're looking, we have a keyboard player. It's, it's, it should be, we're looking at about a seven piece band percussion player. And then I'll kind of work the, the other bits and pieces because there's, there's quite a lot of them. Um, Sort of technology that goes on there. We've got because with, with, we're sort of dance music. Sort of where a roots are, we use a lot of, um, you know, strange sounds. Let's say so. Mm-hmm. You know, we try and put like full orchestras. We do them within, you know, the, how we make it on the keyboards and stuff. Whatnot. We not mm-hmm. really, be, well, some keyboards might, but I, I think um, I wouldn't want to be putting that on a keyboard player. playing the pianos and other things as well. So <laughs> it's um, yeah. So about se- we'd be about seven piece. I think would be. So that would be the live show. I mean, that's the plan. You know, it's all um, it's all dependent on um, just well, won the gigs and people be been able to afford.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? It's not just kind of wait to see what happens. It's everyone's kind of not got much money at the moment, have they yeah, really? Exactly. But I found that people have really ex- like um, embraced live music, and I think that they actually appreciate mm. it more than they did pre kind of lockdown and that's just, just my personal opinion from yeah. promoting local shows people are uh, actually like wow we've missed live music
2: well yeah i think there's a level that people are have been getting out because they can we've not been able to i wonder if it'll just sort of settle back into sort of like a normal pattern people can only afford so much at the end of the day so mm. and know uh, well we'll see it'd be nice to think that um yeah all the gigs here are full it'd be lovely
3: Yes, it would. It would be really, really nice. So, um, obviously, that'll all be on your social media as well when you start to release dates.
2: Absolutely, yes. Do you yes. have a
3: newsletter or anything that people can sign up for?
2: Oh no, that sounds a bit too technical. I to me <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah, we just be sort of stick to our social media. We're not very good at that, to be honest either. We've had to force ourselves to do do those things because we're. Yeah, we're, we're old, you know. We're just not, you know. I don't mind running my own Facebook thing, but Twitter and Instagram, I don't even understand properly. I'm not even Well, it changes every week, ones, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, you'll have to get on
3: TikTok <laughs> yeah. soon and keep up with the keep up with the kids <laughs> and do loads of dances no. in
2: Ibiza. <laughs> I think I think I have to leave that for that, but for the new the new the new school.
3: <laughs> oh that's funny so um, do you enjoy performing live do you do you prefer it to producing in the studio or do you prefer it the other way around
2: um it's i mean i like making music that's the thing i'm not a natural performer so mm-hmm. i mean i put me in the djing and stuff I'm absolutely fine, but on, on stage you know i'm not it's it's i like doing it it's it's a means to an end isn't it? i think pete because he's a proper he's a singer and stuff he loves it he gets mm-hmm. into i just see some backing vocals and stuff and it's it's, I'd, I'd rather have my decks on me. I'm much more comfortable that way, just, just sort of, you know, DJing with my records or my vinyl the CDJs or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we've got to do it. If you want to get the music out, that it has to be done. So, so And it's great. It's good for you on stage. I do still find it quite nerve-wracking.
3: Do so, you?
2: I do, yeah, because, I'm, as I say, I'm not, uh, I would call a, a natural musician. You know, I've learned enough, but it's just, um, Yeah. And it's even singing in that. I'm not I'm not very comfortable I'm doing it. But but you've got to, so you just do it.
3: Yeah. Is there anything you do to kind of calm your nerves?
2: Uh, no. Yeah, I used to, but that, that didn't work. So getting blamed drunk really didn't help. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so cranky. no, no, we don't do that.
3: Yeah, I probably won't give that advice on, on, on the radio. No, <laughs> no, no. Oh, that's funny. Do you have a favourite memory of performing live? Is there anything that stands out that we can put on the radio? Probably not from the blind um, drunk. No, <laughs> no. Um,
2: I think, I mean, I, for my best performance, my best thing's always been sort of big deja gigs and stuff. I didn't know I'd left Wet Lilith after the first album I went on my way. Peter went up to one of the reasons I didn't want to stay but. it. After the first album, they didn't want to do the big tours because they wanted to take that.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: That wasn't that wasn't my thing. So Pete oh. did all that. He's got probably more memories of those things. Whereas I, um, yeah, I mean, I've never really, yeah, I've never. Done, I, I, that's always been DJ gigs for me. That have been the things that are, um, that I remember because that, that's that's mm-hmm. from basically where I'm from, really. Yeah, of course. So the, the, the actual live gigs. So I mean, you got some great gigs, great great crowds, but you no. Know, I think, you know, every, every crowd is... If you've got a good crowd, they're all as good as each other, I think. so. Mm, that's, uh,
3: definitely. Yeah, no, that's, Especially that's if they're singing your yeah. songs back to you as well.
2: Exactly. That's, that's it. So mm. everyone's Brilliant.
3: Oh, that's really good. I'm going to have to try and get to one of your gigs next year. Um, I'm definitely going to have to keep an eye out for your for your live date. So, I think we've made the listeners wait long enough. I think it's about time we play some of your brand new music. Now, you've released. Um, I think was it was it back in? Uh, no, twenty second of October, you released. Was it a single? Was it your single or your oh, album? I've got loads yeah, of different dates album, yeah. on an email. No, <laughs> so we've got,
2: yeah, you've got the new singles, I Used to Believe in Love, yes. which came out, um, at, well, October. It's called it October, mm-hmm. I never know myself, these and things. That's from the your... album came out in July, I think.
3: Yes, that's where I got confused. I had two dates and the singles come off of the album, um, which right, is yeah. Open Hearts and Open Minds.
2: That's right. Yeah.
3: So, could you tell me a little bit about um, this track? I used to believe in love before we play it for yeah. the listeners.
2: I this track is probably oh, we've got they've got the local cats now, meowing uh, behind <laughs> you me. Haven't so been feeding there, me. Have you strange noises <laughs> in the background? It's not me. Um, it's it's um, it's probably one of oh geez, it's probably one of the most dream like early dream like tracks from the album. You know, it's it's one that saw mm. the pianos, strings, and sort of upbeat. So it's um, I'd say that's pos- possibly the most nineties dreamlike track from the new album. That's what that's what we'd say about it. It's as usual. They're all it's quite a reflective track, but most of the tracks on the album are all quite uplifting. We haven't done anything very negative on these ones. They're all mm. quite positive. So,
3: I think that's yeah, what people yeah, it's, need it's
2: these days. <laughs> exactly
3: yeah def- okay fantastic well i love this song and i know that all the listeners are gonna love it as well this is i used to believe in love from d brand new album on river radio Listening to River Radio, and that was I used to believe in love, which is off of the Dreams' brand new album. So make sure you go and check that out. So I still have Alan McKenzie from DREAM with me on the show, but first I'm going to put you all out of your misery because I know that you all wait every single week for your reverse reverse track, and no one's got it right yet. So let's have a little look. I'm going to play it one more time to see if anybody can guess this correctly. Here we go. So what do you think it is? Mm -hmm. Alan, do you have any idea what I've just played?
2: Uh, God, no, I don't. And I know it's going to be something really obvious. I, I've got, you are definitely going to honest, gonna kick dude.
3: yourself when, when you hear yeah, about know, this. That's... It's a 2009 song. It's a cover of a King Harvest song as well. Does that help? <laughs> nope. Nope. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, we have had a couple of right guesses just sent in as well. So I'm going to put you out your misery. It was... Dancing in the Moonlight Dancing by the Top moonlight. Loader. So, massive round of applause you. to everybody who got it right. Unfortunately, Helen, um, you didn't get it right. Um, but oh,
2: no, no. So, I was funny enough. I didn't. I was just about to say that as well. Jeez. Oh yes, oh, well, uh, uh, uh,
3: sure. I, I completely did believe you, you.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course, yeah.
3: yeah. Oh, I love that. So, do you know what? We've only got ten minutes left of the show. So, I want you to tell me all about your new album because obviously we just okay. heard um, that fantastic track and. I was kind of really feeling quite 80s, just kind of like 80s stroke 90s vibe there and it was it's just so fantastic and I can see the way you were describing um the very positive the positive vibes mm. um, from that album and you're saying it's throughout the album as well.
2: Yeah, there's there's a sort of um, this well the word hope comes up in quite a lot of the songs. I think Okay. We started writing it prior to lockdown happening. We didn't know if it's a lockdown. And it's just it's quite strange. Like a couple of chats a track called Meet Me at Midnight. It comes across a bit of a lockdown dream, but it's not. It's just um it's well it's just about oh, I don't even know what it's about actually sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> it just feels like it's a bit of a lockdown dream about people, you know, it's about getting off your phones and social media and stuff. So Meet Me in real life, mm-hmm. all this sort stuff. Um there's a track called Don't let the I won't say the word grind you down, but it's the phrase. Oh I, I saw know, that one yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's um that's that's basically meant something about mental health and just pos again but people not to let bullies get get at you sort of thing um and generally it's there's yeah we' we're we're, we're putting <laughs> our something, and we um you know, we've got years of yeah you no know, had quite a long life I so it's just us talking about things that interest us really and and mm-hmm. think on it and but without getting too heavy basically, I think and, that's really cool. And it's a lot of 90s... It kind of feels like 90s, although it's much more up-to-date. Mm-hmm. Musically, it's much more up-to-date. But you do get a 90s feel to it, through, throughout it. And I think we've gone back to using uh, strings and pianos. And we did an album about 10 years ago, and that we used a lot of guitars and stuff and that. And maybe we loved it, but I think mm-hmm. we maybe... I've confused a few people with it. So we've kinda of gone back to our roots really. So there's still this loads of life sort of instrumentation in it, but it's just much more Dream. So it's got that sort of nice dancey, pop dance mm-hmm. sort of feel to it.
3: That's what your fans want as well, isn't it? It's a lot of yeah, nostalgia exactly. as well. And they don't want you to change completely and become really modern and change your sound. They want they want Dream as they know. Is they know mm. them don't they um have you, i bet you've had so much positive feedback from your album because i can see it's, that a lot of packages are nearly sold out on your band camp actually there's
2: a couple things sold out yeah it, it has been the reviews have been to be sold today they've been fantastic so and mm. that's come from like rock magazines and everything so not. you always expect to get at least a couple of negative things generally or more than a couple generally but <laughs> and, and all honestly we haven't had any they've all been brilliant so and that's been across the board so it's um it's little bit scary because the way everyone's going on about it we still need people to buy it because we're doing it ourselves so and mm. we can't afford to do what a major record label will do with prop. You we know we're pushing it and stuff like that of course that's not um you know so that's impossible so you know we're just relying on getting the word out there and hopefully when we go live people get to hear it and then we can you know and hopefully it'll then um, get the attention we think it, uh, it deserves
3: it deserves all the attention, definitely. And what I've heard of it, I'm going to make sure I download it when I get home a bit later or even purchase one of the bundles so I can get a record for my record player. Oh, well. um, so when you go live, are you going to have like a merch stand? You're going to be selling everything there and vlogging all and your records and everything. <laughs>
2: the plan's plan to do that. But um, yeah, it's, uh, it's again, it's just another thing to think about. So, yeah, I'd love to, we also want to do that and the usual stuff that bands do, you know, we'll probably have some dream socks. Underpants, you know, you know, whatever. We'll just we'll just see what whatever people want. We'll put we'll put a we'll put a logo on it. Maybe not our faces, <laughs> especially not on underpants. But we'll, we'll um, you know, we'll we'll do we'll do whatever. And and oh, you know, if it, if it helps, if it helps taste it helps us pay for a tours and get the next album out, then brilliant.
3: <laughs> so if you have any suggestions of what you want D to put their faces on or their logo on, <laughs> get in touch on their social media pages.
2: Exactly. I'm sure actually
3: I probably shouldn't have said that you're probably going to get some very weird things come through
2: now oh, trust me we enough weird things coming through anyway so it does not make you? any difference <laughs> you know, most of them come from Peter to be honest
3: <laughs> oh that's fantastic so your new album um is is available is it just on Bandcamp?
2: Um, the the physical copies are just on the Bandcamp site Dream Bandcamp site but obviously you can it's still downloadable mm-hmm. on iTunes and amazon and places like that but obviously it's not it's not on the, the streaming services there so it's only you know i don't really understand it all right it's it's funny the, these companies to make it as hard as possible for if you're not giving it to them to give away for free they make it as hard as possible for yeah. you to sell it on the sites so it's uh but they are there you just got to do a little bit of them search or you just go on our, on our social media sites and i'm normally banging on about people buying it on there anyway so you're the links will be there
3: perfect so make it nice and easy for all of your all of your fans as well absolutely well
2: yeah, hopefully yes
3: <laughs> so just my final question because i know that we've only mm-hmm. got about four minutes left and you am just starting to lose your connection ever so slightly so oh, before i lose okay. you completely
2: right, um well.
3: what have you missed most about performing live it or have you missed it
2: <laughs> oh well i i could be brutally honest and you, just say the, the income
3: <laughs> I mean no. yeah I mean we love honesty yeah. on this show that's definitely no. something to I think that's the thing though and when I... people listen to music they don't realise that it costs money to make as well yes exactly
2: and, and even going on tour when Pete and I go on tour we have, you know we have to pay the band we pay them for our you know we do it. So, mm. and and it's our, our musicians the people that work for us they you know haven't been able to do that they've not been earning either so it's it's good for everyone to get out there you know, do what they like doing and get paid for it. You know, mm. under uh, well, <laughs> no illusion. Again, I think everyone's going to, I think everyone's going to have to understand that you're going to be taking most bands to get this thing back running for the venues. Everyone's going to have to take a little bit less to help it. But it's just nice to be getting something again and being out there again. It's just, it's just nice seeing people smiling and dancing and not being, you know, go full of doom and gloom.
3: Yes definitely I think it's it's going to be such a nice distraction when um, gigs are up and running again I've got about four gigs to go to this week coming and I'm really excited just to ignore everything that's happening outside of those those walls and sing along to a bit of scouting for girls and, and stuff like that in my local in my local venue so I'm really looking forward to it and I'm also looking Super. forward to seeing you on tour and listening to the rest of the album because I'm now hooked and I'm going to have a um, <laughs> your songs on repeat for definite so is there anything else lovely. you wanted to say before we say goodbye no
2: just thank you very much for having me it's been a pleasure
3: oh it's been my absolute pleasure speaking with you um and it's been it's just been very very lovely to get to know your story and get to know where kind of Dream has come from and also where, where you are now and it's really yeah. it's fantastic to hear um you releasing music and Like now in 2021, because it must be very different in the 90s versus now. So it's 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 really commendable how you're doing it as well. Um, Not going on the streaming sites.
2: Anna, we're mad. We're mad.
3: (laughs) You're mad. Well anyway, I think it's very I think it's great. So thank you so much for your time, Alan. And I'm gonna make sure that I put all of your social media obviously they all know where it is already, but just in case there's any stragglers that's not found you, gonna put that all in the River Radio, live Instagram, Facebook and Twitter um, and everywhere on my Instagram and Facebook and Super. social media as well you. Um, you enjoy the rest of your holiday go feed those cats because they sound very hungry in the background <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: it's annoying yeah. we're, actually, we're actually leaving first thing in the morning tomorrow so it's oh, uh, the last night then, so yeah, oh, well,
3: enjoy your last night thanks so much for Thank spending you. the last hour with me and the listeners at home have a safe journey home and um, keep in touch and hopefully see you at one of your events soon
2: Brilliant. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, very
3: much. you so much. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. So that was it. That is Inside the Music Scene for this week. Now, if you would like to get in touch and send in your music that you have produced or created or written, please do. You can send in your music to tara at river.radio or you can also send in your music to studio at river.radio as well. So That is all for now. So I will be back next week. And also before that, if you missed the show, you can listen to this on a podcast as well over on the River.Radio website, Spotify, app podcast and much more. Please do come back next Tuesday when I'll be joined by another special guest. Until then, I'll see you very soon.
1: Across the Thames
0: Valley. One more
2: time. Across the Thames Valley. This, this is River Radio.